Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Hello, everybody. We are back for another episode of the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is your host here, 2 Chains, along with uh, Caitlin, Sellis, and Jamal. How's everybody doing today? Doing good, tired. doing great. Pretty sick. Yep. There's a Lugia raid in like 15 minutes, so you excuse my attentiveness. <laughs> I threw a little eight. Two change since you went ATL. I threw a little ATL. Doing good, doing great, doing great, doing good. How are you, if you know the reference? <laughs> <laughs> this this may be one of the most bizarre episodes ever because um, all of us is going through some type of circumstance, if it's not location or uh, health. Uh, but either way, we're here. And we're going to make this happen. And we're going to talk about some of the hot topics for the week of wrestling. Um, again, this is a very bizarre episode. But I think it's going to be fun. Like, I definitely do. It's it, A lot has happened this week. But, you know, we're trying to tackle the most debatable talk, topics of the week. And, uh, you know, make some fun of it. So, um, oh, wow, Jamal. Thank you for webcam of uh, him on pursuit I'm of Luke. legendary Pokemon Lugia. <laughs> This is nice. It's not a game. I don't even know what to say about this. <laughs> Aw, it's America. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, sir, are you are you by any means uh where's your where's your uh crew of fifteen people at? Uh some of them are on their way to DuPont Circle, uh as am I. <laughs> well, if any if any of you guys do not know, Pokemon Go has released their uh, legendary Pokemon's last week of Ar- Articuno and Lugia, and next week will be uh, Moltres, and the week after that will be Zapdos. So, yes, it's not a game. This is happening. It's not, it's not a game. This, it's not a game. Yeah, <laughs> we you know we could spend a whole hour talking about how Pokemon Go Fest was a complete failure, but we won't no, do that, right? That's a different podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, here we're well, we're here to talk about wrestling, and um, that's what we're going to do. So, getting into it, the WWE Network subscribers are down. No surprise here. Not at all. No. But it is down, and you know how do we? How do they fix this? Like, how do they bounce back from this? From this slope? I mean, some of the cancellations has have hurt from my perspective. I mean. I think a lot of Renee Young fans have taken to Twitter to say how disappointed they are with how successful she's been, one of the most interesting personalities in WWE, and to completely strip her of her shows. And now she's on tout with another show, which is what is tout? She couldn't even get, they couldn't even give her a, a YouTube day. Like, well, I'm, I'm so confused. It is a social media network that WWE bought in 2014, I want to say. And has been pushing since then, but um, it failed miserably when everybody and their mother started to do the exact same thing that Tout did, but better. Hmm. So I'm, pretty, I'm not sure if she was still on the out on the app, but um, but yeah, that was uh, a thing. It, you said it's pretty good. It's, I said it's a pretty good joke. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so, yeah. yeah, 
No, it's a pretty good joke. Uh, it's almost like they're trying to push Renee towards ESPN or something. Who knows? Well, she worked for the score um, up there in Canada. Yeah, that's where she and, got her start. Right, and so she did a, uh, a wrestling podcast show up there on um, the score or Sportsnet 360. Sportsnet, but, um, yeah. And then it came from there. Oh, good, my bus is here. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's like I, I even watch this. It's not a game. I'm just, I'm just it's, gonna. Put, I'm gonna keep the camera on him for a little while. Let's yeah, just, please do. Let's just. Uh, I think this is entertaining. So. <laughs> like, this is this is DC live right here, people. Do we have right. to give it? Do we have to pay for a ticket, or we're good? No, we're like, good. Is this we're a package good. deal? Okay, no, we're good. Okay. You're coming along with. Okay, cool. I was just. I didn't have any change. So I was a little worried. Well, you got PayPal, so you can always do that. I don't no, have PayPal. Oh, never mind. We, we're, we're short. We could go viral right now if Jamal just happens to kick somebody off the bus. I mean, that happens to be the most popular thing on the internet today. It's fights on the bus. Well, I'm about to get on the 70s, so you never know what's going to happen. Wait, wait a minute. Go back. <laughs> Hold on. Screen back to you. You have a New Jersey Devils hockey shirt on. I do. You have no representation for Patterson, New Jersey. That no, okay. I should have never told you guys that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have never told you guys that. I'm never going back there. Shout out to Mark <laughs> Sandberg. you guys but no, uh, Shout out uh, to Fetty Wap. Oh, Jesus. Okay. This is, this is going off the rails. <laughs> um, I, I do think that uh, talking smacking talk um, is a thing, and I hope they continue to do it. But how long will Vince allow them to um, let that joke run? Not uh, long. Which is another thing about tout. Like, you know, I, knew, I do remember from a while ago, I thought it was completely dead. But, I mean, Vince has been, you know, pretty adamant when it comes down to something that doesn't work and pulling the trigger on it pretty quick. So, um, yep. I, it was just interesting to hear that it was still floating around, you know. They had a better chance of putting that on MySpace than tout and having people pay attention to it. Then they have to be friends with Tom again. That is true. But, actually, MySpace is, like, on the verge of a comeback. And uh, they're going to re- kind of fill the void that um, Vine left. Really? That makes sense. I, I feel like they've been on a comeback for the last like five years. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but like MySpace is like ninety percent video now, and they're kind of like um, uh, doing like a Vine thing. So this may actually work for them. But, but the point is, so all it's all of it better than Tout. Nobody knows what that is. No one. Can you even download that from like a regular app store? I will look right now since I'm on my iPad. <laughs> I mean, if you have, like, I think it's only available on, like, Windows Messenger, uh, if you have, like, a that or a BlackBerry. I'm not even sure if it's on Android. Wow. Wow. But, yeah, you know, the numbers is down right now. I mean, what else do you guys think is the is ultimately the cause of this? And, and you know, is there any chance of resurrecting this to a positive? I mean, we've already touched on this conversation different ways in previous episodes, but you know, statistics always yeah. comes out and they are down now. So w- what's the next step here? What's the next play? God, I almost feel like it's counterintuitive that they have so many pay-per-views. I know, like, it's such an I easy agree. target. I it's such an easy that. target. And everybody talks about, like, oh, there's too many pay-per-views. And you would think that having so many pay-per-views means that there will be more subscribers because everyone wants to tune in and see it. But at the same time, the quality drops so drastically to see a uh, battleground that people are getting frustrated and saying, you know what, screw you guys. I don't want to even pay money for this service because you've given me such an inferior product that gets so watered down 
with a pay-per-view every two weeks. Yep. Like it's it's getting it's, it's oversaturation to the point where people are just getting tired. And you know, I don't want to say like I don't know how many people will be switching to like New Japan or something else. But I have seen a lot of people say, you know what, I'm really exhausted on WWE right now. The product is really oversaturated and tiring. You know, I just watched like the G1 in America special. I thought that was great. I'm going to start watching New Japan. So are they, they're just kind of shooting themselves in the foot here, right? Like, in, in a way, and I agree with you totally, Caitlin. I, I think if I was to do something, I would add, and once again, I don't want to be a reality show binge, but add some new content that can be reality shows, like a real Tough Enough series, maybe something that can get people intrigued on watching or binge watching throughout the network, or even playing some WWE movies. I mean, we have so many times that The Miz, oh, I had the Marine 5, the Marine 4. Why don't you put that on your WWE network? Maybe that will get more subscribers where you get put wrestling feature content or wrestling star content on your own channel. Make it more like a Netflix in a way to make it worth that $10. Because like you say, Caitlin, if it's counterintuitive when you have too many pay-per-views that can do hurt more than good, especially mm -hmm. if you have it like Battleground where it wasn't that good. I we agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. But I think the biggest problem is, isn't the fact that they have too much, uh, too many pay-per-views. I think the problem is, is they don't have enough live content on the WWE Network. Yep. And I think that that's not a problem that's unique to WWE. I think the ESPN has the exact same problem. They do. Um, you know, for something to be worldwide and for something to be as much as, uh, as big as it is and as wide of a net as it has, why does ESPN only show live sports during primetime three days, three or four days a week? Yep. So WWE can absolutely do the same thing. Um, I'm not saying that they should have, they should have a, um, a 24-hour uh, television schedule with on-demand content, which is what they had before when they started up WWE 24, yep. um, like 10 years ago or so. But what they need is a reason to watch at 6 a.m. and a reason to watch at 6 p.m. And, of course, primetime is primetime, which is 8 p.m. in the Eastern, uh, Eastern time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you don't hear nobody. So. But, um, but the idea is, uh, for as worldwide as they claim to be, why not show the India show live at India time? You know, why not show the house show in Australia and New Zealand that they're going to have? You know, maybe people in the U.S. may not be up at midnight to watch it. But then again, uh, Europe is another market they're trying to get into. India is another market they're trying to get into. You don't have to have work on one time schedule when you have 24 hours of potential viewers. It's always prime time somewhere. And they seem to only realize that it's 8 o'clock in the East. And, and, and to something you just said, too about live con uh, uh, live content. I mean, Paul Heyman on Twitter was basically announced that Brock Lesnar is going to defeat his Universal Championship versus Samoa Joe at the last show at the Joe this Saturday night. What is that, and why aren't we able to watch that? That's, again, we've re-emphasized re on previous episodes how much of a moneymaker it is. Paul Heyman uh, pretty much sold that match as, like, a dream match and mm -hmm. how spectacular it is. And we're getting cheated of it. I mean... I'm I'm sorry. I'm not the biggest fan of four, fatal four ways, especially when you have like two world class athletes that one on ones. You, you're going to get the best of them, and, and maybe a better working match with just the two of them. Yep. And we're not even going to get to see this at all. Well, the problem is, why is, is Paul Heyman even the one promoting this and not WWE? Oh, uh, because uh, producing live television is, is expensive, and it also is cost prohibitive to do. Uh, much of the same thing. 
the difference between WWE and ESPN is the fact that ESPN can bring you different sports. What can WWE do other than bring you live wrestling? Nothing. And even if they showed it, and even if it was great, it's still live wrestling for 24 hours a day. You're going to drop off at some point. Yep. So we don't just need you know, more wrestling. God only knows they have 48 pay-per-views a month. What we need is um, different content and different content live. And since they don't run a show on Thursday on TV and they don't run a show on you know, Friday and Saturday, then maybe that's the show that you put the rerun of Total Divas on. But then again, that's another uh, negotiation for the television contracts. And NBC doesn't care. Yep. And if, if you got people down to their last dollar, too, with that limited content, would I want to pay $10 for the WWE Network or would I want to pay $10 for HBO or Stars, where I can get more for my buck, you know, doing the same thing? Because I'm not going to spend $10 here, there, and everywhere. I'm going to use it for the best stuff, for the best things that you can offer me. So with that being said is, if the WWE Network went up to $15, would you continue to pay for it? No, not at this rate, not at the rate that they're going, no. Well, I don't pay for it yeah. now. But the question is, what does that $15 get you? Does $15 get you live Raw and live SmackDown every week? Does $15 get you, um, you know, exclusive content behind the scenes or anything like that? You know, it, it can't give you any more than they're giving away now since I get WrestleMania for free. How about this? What about if they got rid of the Hulu contract and they brought that over to the WWE Network? Would you buy but, for $15? Why would I pay more for the same thing is the question. No, no. Well, you get Ronald SmackDown the day after in a shorter version. That's what the Hulu contract. Oh, and you get main event in NXT, which right. NXT is the same thing. But main event is it? I don't think main event is on the network. If yeah, I'm not main, main event isn't on um, the network. Well, it may be on the network, but it's not on TV in the U.S. Um, okay. It's in, on TV in other countries. Uh, but it's well, main event, and their main event of main event was like um, Jack Swagger versus uh, Bo Dallas from like six months ago. Dead. Right, I I don't know, man. It, it, I it's mean, a very. I, do you really want to see number, Maven versus like Frank Shamrock two out of three falls? Dead. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, here's a here's a question for the Americans because I'm not. I think it's different. Like, can you watch the network on a TV channel? Like, can you turn it on your TV? Because we can no. do that here in Canada. So WWE Network. Like, is a cable channel in several other countries. Mm -hmm. I believe Canada, yeah. uh, England, and whatever else is in England. And um, Eastern Europe. Um, it is an actual cable network sense. with a 24-hour um, uh, channel schedule. Um, so, so do you have to watch it on, like, your iPad? Or no, how I, do you yeah, guys watch iPad, it? PlayStation, app, it's or... A, it's, a, it's literally an app here. like Netflix. Oh, yeah. okay. That's interesting. Because I, yeah. I, like, I have an app version and I have a TV channel. The TV channel lets you pull up a lot of old pay-per-views and stuff as well. But it is on. I turn it on any hour of the fucking day, and it's Total Divas. Any hour of the day, I swear <laughs> to God. Oh my God! And it's like it's like season three of Total Divas. I'm like, I don't care what's happening. I just love wrestling. So it, that's interesting to me that they don't. It's not a channel. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. But uh -oh. I think the the biggest problem is is that you're even on the network, and I think the network uh, worldwide reflects the same oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. But with the British stuff coming along and the British partnerships they have, why aren't we seeing their content on the network live? Maybe it doesn't go into the on-demand section, but they, they, we could still see it live because that is a market for new content to be able to network for the North America. And they're already getting it live, which is six hours ahead of us. That'd be cool. What has happened to the UK content anyway? It's really suspicious. I read a tweet okay, about so that today. 
uh, World of Sport kind of killed it. Mm, and yeah. then the second thing is the Cruiserweights kind of buried it. So the rumors <laughs> were a, a few months ago was that Vince wasn't happy with the way the Cruiserweight stuff was going, so he cut their time on Raw. And now with these budget cuts, he said they don't get their purple tape anymore, and everybody's, uh, you know, all uh, salty about that. Um, it was and a waste of time. There was supposed to be a startup of the UK uh, um, scene after the tournament, after the Cruiserweight tournament. I mean, after the British tournament. And that never, obviously, never happened because Vince was like, well, I don't know. And that's mostly because it's just very expensive to produce live content and also the logistics of scheduling it. Um, when do you air it here? You know, is it for us, even though we're their biggest market by far? Next bus so, is here. Yeah, so my bus is here. The 70s. Right. A lot yeah, of Pokemon well, out there. Well, yeah, I don't know. Number, like I said, like I was going to say, numbers are down. And they seem to be very justified. And at this point now, I mean, they're going to have to make something kind of monumental in the form of a deal in order to make it work. Because, yeah, you know, I got it. And it's $10. And it's not that I'm uh, uh, overly rich or anything. But the $10 doesn't hurt in order for me to say, like, oh, you know, I could cancel it yeah. uh, for this muffin and actually save for something. But, yeah, I'm not on it. Like, I'm always checking maybe Netflix or, or Hulu specifically every day for like, oh, what can I watch, you know? Yep. Well, and uh, I don't know how many people actually canceled it, went through a threatening to cancel it after how bad Battleground was. So let's talk about how bad Battleground was. Who, okay, first, who watched it? I saw three matches. I saw three matches as well, and I saw the last three. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the same three matches. (laughs) The last three matches I saw. Oh, my God. I saw three matches, and I did not see the last match. <laughs> no, no, I, did I didn't watch it. I went I to saw, bed. I'm like, I, I... I literally saw the pin of the AJ uh, Kevin Owens match, and then the follow, following two afterwards. Yeah, I saw uh, Rusev, Cena, yep. uh, AJ, and um, AJ and Kevin Owens, and um, and I saw Sami Zayn and um, and uh, 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 Mike Kanellis. Yes, I saw that. I will say that when I went back to watch the main event, um, the MVP of the main event was the Singh brothers because the his body's being absolutely. thrown around like, like Play-Doh. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. It's so small. Hey, um, small Canadian. I saw one half of one YouTube clip, and that was, that was done after that. What, which, which match this, was that? Oh, you know what? What killed me was the flag know. match. The flag match was so bad. It was oh, so it was long. Terrible. It was so long, and, you know, I honestly, I was waiting. I just wanted to see Brizango. I just wanted to see what was going on with the fashion police. So I'm like, oh, do I have to sit through this flag match? Okay. And then, like, fucking 20 minutes go by, and I'm like, this is so dumb. Can you just stop with the flag? And then the Brizango segment was, like, a minute. So I was really bitter. Exactly. I, turned it, I turned it off. I'm like, I don't care about your, your bamboo prison match. I don't care. And I went to bed. And then on top of that, Rusev and uh, just the the Brizango was not even on SmackDown the following Tuesday. Yeah, what are you selling, <laughs> guys? So, so first off, I'm just going to say that this episode will be called "That Bump" um, because that bump. that's 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 the only thing I can think about from the battleground that was actually worth anything, and I didn't even watch that live. But yeah, that bump. <laughs> what you want to say um, that bump, bump, bump? You know, because it was three of them that wrote it. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. okay. And, and then, um, yeah, John Cena gives uh, no fucks about working his match because when he took some type of a move by the steps where the, the ladder, uh, where the um, flag was supposed to be, 
it did some type of military role to roll out the camera spot to hide behind it, and it was absolutely horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. It was it was so trashy. I was totally. I was just like he could like he couldn't even sell him being hurt. He literally True. rolled. He rolled efficiently behind it and curved around. Oh, uh, if you. If you guys didn't notice that, go back and watch. You're just going to shake your head like, wow, did he really do that? Crabby, oh, no, just and do that, the terrible I, face. That's all you can do, Crabby. Just do the terrible face right now. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. The one redeeming feature, though, was the tag match, which I did see, and it was very good, the opening I, match. I did not see. I heard that was the match tonight, and I do need to rewatch that. It was good, and I mean, I have a hard time watching the Usos and not assuming they're really just kind of ripping off the Briscoes in their prime. Mm. But you know, it, it is it's working for them. It's PG Briscoes, which is something I never thought would actually happen. So, you know, it was good on them and it was a good match. Um, I just I don't know what they're gonna do from here with the belts. Like the new day have this next run. Oh well I guess on SmackDown a few nights later, like the Usos So that's right. kind of the program we're gonna have going into SummerSlam, I'm sure. But it's a long Are way. Are there away. any other tag teams from SmackDown? That's what I was about to say. It's none. It's none. There isn't. So what are you going to do with your tag? They broke them up like, all. They broke up all of them. Well, and this is a question that I had for later, but it's like, what, what do you do to save these tag divisions from getting too stale? And like, Raw is kind of improving on that because it looks like we're going to get an Ambrose-Rollins tag team, which is awesome. Like, that's awesome. It's going to hurt my heart forever when they kill each other in the end of the day. But that is kind of helping. It's going to help them a little bit. But what does SmackDown have? Who do you bring up from NXT? Do you bring up anybody? Do you... Like, what do you, what well, do, you do? The rumor is, and I only heard this in one place uh, at one time on, like, Monday, was that do you expect another superstar shake-up after Survivor Series? Yeah, I just read that today. I just Me read too. that today. And some people are going to go actually back down to NXT this time, though. Yeah, too. Which uh, a lot of them would be well-served by that, I will. I'll put it Agreed. That, if they're up there just wasting opportunity, wasting time, there's no point of, point of them being up there. Case in point, Aiden English and Ty Dillinger, I think that feud can actually go down to NXT and one, be one of the best feuds, you know, on NXT because it'll get more polish or it'll get more glory for it. But I don't know. I love me some Ty Dillinger, though. Ten. Ten. I, ten. Love, I, love, I love Ten. I love him so much. So, I, I, whatever. As long as he's on TV, it's fine. So, so, I don't know. I guess the whole point I had around the Battleground thing was, like, how does WWE course correct after that? I think they kind of did a better job of it with SmackDown because – Nobody did any of us expect YDJ to show up again. I no, didn't. that came out of nowhere. That was a big surprise. That definitely came out of nowhere. It was actually refreshing to see, you know, mm-hmm. him in that main event, you know, especially for the United States title, which is getting a lot, a lot of good matches on it. And I'm not even a, a mad about the fact that, you know, the belt keeps flipping, fl- uh, flipping hands or whatever. But um, I just hope that Chris Jericho can continue to build this up as it goes to SummerSlam. Um, so that can be a spotlight. I, I love it. At, at this point now, the flipping hands thing doesn't divide you a belt because, um, well, at least this belt, because this belt had no purpose for a long while. It I mean, didn't. I mean, the best interesting thing for this belt in recent years was the open challenge. So, you know, the flip-flopping, it, it, it's drawn some attention to it, and it's worked around with some good wrestlers. So I'm all for it, and I, I'm, I'm also happy to see Chris Jericho back as well. But how long yes. do you think he stays, though, Caitlin? I mean, he came back, you know. I thought he was going to be on tour for a while, but he comes back. How long does he stay? Does he stay all the way to Rumble again or all the way oh, to I Mania? Think I think he stayed to SummerSlam, probably. Okay, just for, just for mean, SummerSlam and gone again? 
Yeah, like it depends on the tour schedule, and I haven't looked at Fozzie's schedule, but you know, bands don't tour that much going into the winter, so mm-hmm. you've got you've got until about October, November, I think. But you know, you you bring Jared these days, you bring Jericho back to put over other talent because he's so good at that. That is exactly what he's good for, and he's just he is the goat at everything. So, like, it's it's great having him back, and he's gonna have really cool run up to SummerSlam. I don't know who he's going to be facing because I guess they've earmarked KO to fight Shane, maybe, at SummerSlam. So I I don't know how that's going to come into play, but like it's it is interesting because, you know, we've got a long time between now and SummerSlam. It's what, it's like a month? It's quite a bit. It's not like every we we, we don't have any pay-per-views between now and then. So it's close to three weeks. I think it's, it's, it's less than a month. Yeah, so it's like, is that gonna, is that a good thing for this, or is it just gonna really kill the momentum on a lot of these programs? I guess. Yeah, he'd be gone by September because Fozzy stops up again in September sixteenth, and he go. goes and he goes to a UK uh, after. Oh, in October twenty seventh, that's when he'd be out in UK for a month. Oh, okay, that makes sense. More, then. more weeks, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he got tours all the way up from September to October in the states, and then goes to UK. So. Yep, you're right, right on point. Maybe a little bit after um, SummerSlam, and then boom, he'll be gone again. So, so I guess thing, the one thing I want to say is uh, to back to Battleground really quick is that um, we're just not going to bring up the fact that people did not watch the main event to go buy tickets for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> like, people literally lined up during the main event to get their tickets earlier. And what? And that is amazing. It, it, it was the lines and the pictures was crazy. And I totally could see myself and with, with Jamal saying, like, no, this is crap. Let's just go and get our tickets right now. And it wasn't like two, like, it wasn't like two, five, 10, 20 people. It looked like a Jordan release line out there or some wow. <laughs> or something. It was totally packed. And that's not a good sign. So when you say momentum, well, you know, the 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 length of nothing being here hopefully is used to build some legit storylines going into SummerSlam because Battleground just dropped the momentum completely from what Great Balls of Fire. So you know this this may be a good thing. Is so, that why I everybody mean, was screaming uh, "Fire Road Dog" on, on the Twitter? Um, I guess Tuesday? so. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, it, was all, it was all Road Dog's fault, you know. Of course it was. He he he's the uh, main booker for SmackDown. So him and the guy uh, Ryan Ward, I believe. So if it would if it were to be somebody in charge, it would be them. But it's funny because going into Battleground, we all knew it was going to be a shit show, right? Like how many people were excited for it? No, nobody. Like None. I I no. Like I was like, you know what? I got a dinner party. I don't care. And it was not a must watch event. So they did not build it up to be anything that was worth it. Like, well, let me let me ask you this. So. You can't even see the fucking Punjabi prison. You can't see the ring. What is the point? Like, yeah. Well, let me ask you this though: Is there a WWE pay per view this year? Because I really haven't watched them. I don't care anymore. <laughs> is there a WWE pay per view this year that is uh, worth checking out? That's not among the big four. Now, personally, <clears throat> I, I didn't like the Royal Rumble. I thought WrestleMania was worse than that, and I am not looking forward to SummerSlam based on the way it's going. And I was at Survivor Series in Toronto last year, and that was trash too. Oh, so, right. I mean, Money in the Bank is always it for me. I, I just love to see who they're going to pick to be that next person to go over. I know that's just my personal favorite, but Money in the Bank wasn't even that great this year, in my opinion. 
What, I really what, wish Money in the Bank got more credit than it deserves. It should be among the big four, now big five. Uh, Agreed. To, to, your, to your point, though, Battleground, looking forward to it. One, last year, Battleground DC, no bias, being in DC, was yep. one. I was at Smash Bros. I didn't see it. It was a good yeah. show. It was. The other underrated thing that I liked about Battleground was the promos. I thought the song actually tied into what they were trying to do because they always get some random Pitbull or Flo Rida song that makes no sense and just throws it on there for the official theme song. So I was looking forward to, to be able to capture the same type of uh, video packages that they did from last year. And I, you got to admit, last year when the, when the wrestlers were holding their flags with their, with their logos oh, on it, that was pretty dope. Yes. So good. So I was I was hoping something like that was going to come back, and it completely fell flat. So that minus what the card was looking like was a momentum killer all the way, and it was just like a all right, well, yep, it was exactly what I thought it was. Three matches, and I dozed off for the last one or last two, whatever it was, and that's it. Yeah, I just this is watching. This is why we don't preview pay per views. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Unrelenting negativity about every paper view. <laughs> um, I mean, yes. Oh, I was gonna say too that, like, talking also about battleground being a disappointment. Um, I'm gonna say it. Nakamura's not great. He's not great. I'm sorry, everybody. He's not great. Stop singing for him. Stop encouraging him. It sucks. Like, let it burn, he, girl. Let it burn. Maybe he was. Maybe he was good once in New Japan for a while, but his knees are fucking shot. He's kind of like. It's like when you have a guy from the English Premier League and then he comes over to the, the, like the MLS and they're like, oh, yeah, we got this prestigious player from the English Premier League. But it's because he's fucking retired and no other team wants him because he just is a prestige player, but he does not have the skills anymore. Hashtag David Beckham. So you can ride off. You can, yes, exactly. You can, ride off those, you can ride off your prestige and your name for a while. But if you stop giving a shit and you're not putting in the effort, people are going to notice. And I'm sorry, but he has not put in a good match, except for that Sami Zayn match, which was his first match. Well, like two years ago. Okay, yeah. He has not. Be there. He has not put it in, and you know, I'm I'm sure he probably still could, but he has to adjust his style, and he has to do, he just has to adapt to the system, and he's he's really refusing to, and it's hurting him, and, and it's hurting his opponent. And people don't realize when you make it to the main event, and I agree with everything what you just said, Caitlin, that mm -hmm. that is why the Miz is. A consistent good wrestler because he has a mouthpiece. If you don't have that mouthpiece when you come up to the main level of WWE, you're going to fail. And by him not be able to carry a feud through his mouth, um, it's going to hurt him. And and once again, that's why you got to give credit to the Miz. And I will keep saying he's a first ballot Hall of Famer because he consistently knows how to do it throughout many generations. He's held many titles because he can always carry a feud. Mm -hmm. And I mean, people are going to argue that um, they haven't given Nakamoto good opponents. They're going to say, oh, you know, like Ziggler, Corbin. To be, yeah, they're, they're not world-class opponents. And maybe, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Cena-Nakamoto match next week just because I want to see what it brings out in the both of them. Because, you know, I'm not, I'm not giving up hope here at all. But I, I don't, I just think it's a really easy way out to blame somebody's opponent and say that, oh, well, they're not wrestling to their top ability because of the opponent. Like, that's, it, it's a two-way street, guys. Like, it's not just one person. Dragging the other down, so. I don't know. Let it burn some more. I, I want it. I, I'm no, 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 I don't. I don't have a major hate on. I'm sure he's a wonderful man, and he seems like a really cool guy. I just, I wish that it, there was more effort there. And it's, it, it is. His matches are dull. Like, I'm sorry, they're dull. He looks cool, and he has a cool entrance. 
So why do you think Fair. that there's a disconnect again between NXT and uh, the main roster? Uh, right. Because he hasn't changed anything. His opponents haven't changed because he's fighting a lot of guys that used to be at NXT. Mm -hmm. So then where's the disconnect? I don't, I, pe well, people are going to say it's because we see him less now, right? Like in NXT, we'd see him once every two or three weeks instead of every week. But I, I feel like he didn't even have that many matches in NXT, did he? Like, yeah. I'm trying to think here. No. They, they take three shows in a, in a go. And he mm -hmm. did one or two shows, one or two matches uh, within that go. So we saw him the equivalent of once a month. Um, and that's just the way NXT does. They have the Ring of Honor schedule when it comes to taping. But my yep. question about all of the guys, and I say this repeatedly when somebody goes up, um, you know, I wish that NXT were actually its own brand. Instead, they treat it like, you know, a minor league. Um, Not even a minor league, league a non-existent league. Yeah, it's like the D-League. And it's a shame. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way uh, because it should just be an alternative to what Raw and SmackDown is. Yep. So my so my question about your disconnect question is when you say disconnect disconnect as a viewer from from the uh, television standpoint or well, actually somewhere. being your disconnect. Well, it's it's somewhere. I mean, it's somewhere because you're gonna have fans of whoever. And I've been watching Kevin Steen That's since you thing. know way back when, and I've been watching Nakamura since way back when, and I've been watching AJ Styles for like the last fifteen years. But for some reason, when they go all of them. Um, uh, through two years ago, three years ago, we were in awe over Emma versus Paige. Fast forward, Emma's physically begging to be on TV, and Paige, meh. Um, we were we were in awe at Banks versus Bailey uh, Iron Woman match, which was only half an hour because they're girls. Um, now, meh. So I mean, like there is a disconnect there, and only a few, a handful. Um, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe are really the only two that I've seen that have not really had any uh, transitional issues going from NXT to the main roster. Well, I think and everybody else, even the Ascension, were like hype. They were the they were the Legion of Doom of NXT in more ways than one. But we can't find they they're main eventing on a main event. Well, well, the Who thing is, to what what Sellers said is that I really do feel like the ultimate problem is. Who could capture a, a mouthpiece in all elements? The person who could come down to the ramp, the person who could cut one in the ring, the, the person who could cut one backstage. And ultimately, you know, that can, if you're a heel, corral the crowd at any point. So you, all the people you named that were successful, that were not successful in the main roster, but successful in NXT, weren't even successful all them elements in NXT. But Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, um, social media, NST promos, views. I mean, you name it, he, he can do it all. And well, I don't know, because I, I would disagree with that, because I think that when Bo Dallas left NXT, uh, when Banks, everybody, I mean, that was it, just like with a minor league team, when you see your favorite player go, it's okay, because you know they're going to do bigger and better things. That really hasn't been the case when people transition from NXT to um, – to the main roster and it's almost to the point where people are just like please don't go so, okay, so as much as i love to see leo rush for example who will be coming to wwe uh you know well before the year is over donovan jajak same thing they're going to go to nxt they're going to absolutely kill it what do you think they're going to do with leo rush on the main roster 
Oh, 205 Live. Cruiserweight. <laughs> right. So they're going to put him on 205 Live, and then they're going to have him like fight Jack Gallagher for a watermelon on a pole match. And it's <laughs> going to be the stupidest thing you've ever seen. And you go, damn, didn't I see him at Russell Circus do a Hurricane Rana off a ladder? Or, damn, didn't I see him in MCW? And, and so on and so forth. And now you have, and, and you know, good on them. Paychecks and everything like that, notoriety, merch. Um, are we feeling that or, way about Cedric Alexander but, right now, in a way? No, nah, I don't think so. No, I think he's coming from the injury, and he's slowly getting inserted into it. I think at the SummerSlam will be a real testament on if it's a success or failure. But I will say this, though. Out of um, people that came up from NXT to the main roster, just two people really quick. Who made the transition work? Oh, Elias Sampson won. And, and that definitely came off a surprise because he did not win me over – when he was in NXT. And then the next one, you can give us Baron Corbin. Once again, somebody did not, mm-hmm. did not do me well in NXT, but look where he is now. He, the Andre, the Memorial Giant Battle Royal winner. And once again, when you get that, it seemed like nothing happens in the past, but now he's your money in the bank. And I definitely can see him cashing in sooner rather than later. Like definitely in 2017, I can see him cashing in, um, especially if Cena beats uh, 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 um, gender, Moore. you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, not yeah. more than gender, yeah. Well, either way, yeah. But but and, and I'll just name two more. I mean, we just named Kevin Owens. We'll name Paige. Um, do we see a common denominator here? Mm-hmm. What you say? Yeah, uh, do we? Because I don't see one. I don't see one. Well, one would be that one would be that they're all heels. So heel transitions absolutely seem to be the best. Um, obviously, recipes Dusty Rose is a c- critical element in their development. Whilst the earlier people, either from uh, being brought up through the system or naturally were good talkers, but the people nowadays just don't have it. But nonetheless, a lot Samson, he's working. Baron Corbin is working. I wouldn't say they're the best promo people, but Hills just get it, just get an easier avenue. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna Shannon. say, yeah, so, Neville's the best. Neville's the best heel they have right now in WWE. Yeah. He was. That, that is, that's a bold statement. That's a great that's statement. Flat out I mean, he, flat he is very hampered by the purple ropes for sure. But at the same time, he could. He, they don't need to keep him there. They could put him out and fight with the big boys because he is like a murder machine. Like he is death on two legs. So you know, like let him let him fight with everybody else because he will crush everyone. You know, he's the best heel they have. Like I, I'll, I'll defend that. Two chains. Let me throw this at you. Your boy Patrick Clark, the dream. He's a heel right now with his little gimmick. Could you see that? I'm just saying as a hypothetical, could you see that transcending to the main roster as his gimmick is right now that he'll be successful? Um, no. <laughs> um, no. You know, the well, thing about it is that people love dancing people. I don't take him totally as a heel. He is kind of working as a heel. And the rate of successful, yeah, you want to come out being a dancing person that gets that you know is exciting for a year. He'll do that. Then he'll become fa- then he'll become Fandango. He's yeah. already Fandango. Basically, <laughs> basically, he's yeah. a sunburned Fandango. I mean, what he doesn't have to change anything, and that's part of the problem. Like, if you were to say No Way Jose, who is a legit babyface right now. Um, and his gimmick is basically Carlito with, you know, Darren's dance grooves and mixtapes embedded in there. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Patrick Clark, you know, 
it's the same gimmick. And then you have Fandango and, and Tyler Breeze. They're of the same ilk. Uh, you know, we're not seeing anything different there. And, and unfortunately, the guys, uh, the people that watch SmackDown and Raw, by and large, do not watch the network. Um, and I don't believe that once he gets to the main roster, it's going to be, oh, my God, he's so different. He's like, who? I mean, who's the target audience now? But, well, maybe Prince fans, sure, but I don't think any of their kids are Prince fans. No. And I th- their target audience in WWE is definitely trying to skew younger. So mm-hmm. you have a guy doing a 30-year-old dance reference um, when there are already enough dancers, heel or face, in the company. He's going to get. He's already lost in the shuffle. Yeah, because uh, what's his name in uh, 205 Live uh, from Baltimore? Forgot his name that quick. Uh, Rich Swan. Rich Swan. Yes. I mean, is he even still doing his dance move? I think so. Uh, it's we not as prominent as it used to be. That's yeah, true. I think he had, a, he had an ankle injury or something like that, but it's not as prominent as it, as it used to be. But, um, but like, that's like not something that's going to separate you from uh, from the rest of the pack. So, yeah. So, move, moving on. What, uh, I talk about like the NXT landscape after takeover because I was wondering about if that's yeah. like what that's going to look like too because you know you think about what who they have right now like the heavy players that have come up like they have Drew McIntyre they have Bobby Roode you're going to have Adam Cole you're going to have Red Dragon um, you have you have almost there you have Noe Jose you have Alistair Black like what's like how different is it going to be after SummerSlam especially if they do another shakeup and they bring up some more people like. Are they going to totally deplete NXT again? I just, I'm not sure what they're going to do with the amount of talent that they have that is already there and will be coming in presumably after the, the, the I don't know if it's actually true, but like the three month break they have to have between contracts between ROH and NXT. Because yeah, DiJack, Leo Rush, you have all these guys coming in for a one hour show once a week. You're going to put some of those guys on SmackDown or Raw. So I'm just, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I don't know what you guys think about who's going to be destined for. The bigger roster immediately. Well, I guess the question really is: Should should people uh, that are deemed uh, high profile should they skip NXT altogether? Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Styles said that he was ready to go to NXT, and they said, "No, nah, you're going to SmackDown or wherever he went." Um, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't be for that, but I just think that because of the style that NXT does, and it's so different than the main roster. Uh, it really is about putting the right pieces in the right places. And WWE doesn't seem to really do that. They're just like, oh, yeah, you're not famous yet, so go to NXT, see you in a year. And that's really not how it should be should be worked, because who wouldn't love to see your Leo Rush versus Rich Swan uh, right now in 205 Live? Now, I would like to see that in more than three minutes, um, but that's something that needs to happen. And it needs to happen sooner than later. And then, of course, all of the um, contestants from the main Young Classic, uh, that's coming sooner than later. So oh, yeah. if you want to have an influx in uh, female wrestlers, uh, what's going to happen to them? Uh, do they have enough show to fill it all? And you know, that roster is stacked. But then again, so is another superstar shakeup. So we'll see how that goes. I just think it's, it's unfortunate think because about- SummerSlam, yeah, SummerSlam is the biggest pay-per-view of this time of the year. This is their you know third quarter hype. And they really just seem to be in a holding pattern. They were just going to, they're going to blow through August and get SummerSlam out of the way and just be in another holding pattern to the, to the Rumble and then only book WrestleMania. 
I, you know, I just think after NST TakeOver, which should be a phenomenal show, I hope it completely blows up. I think that the deserving people who deserve to come up, um, besides, you know, either the champions who needs uh, the legitimate person to take uh, take the title away from them, uh, needs, needs to come up. And I think these new rumor people need to come in and insertedly be put into the main picture. Just like Drew McIntyre. Let him. Uh, he it was automatically highlighted. He's become a main person. And, you know, the transition should just happen like that until all these veterans are on the main roster with the shakeup. And we get a legitimate shakeup that makes sense with storylines and fantasy matches all placing this in the right places. You know, this this shakeup, we was left like, why was this person on this roster and this person on this roster? Why were they broken up? Or why was this even hyped the way it was hyped and it wasn't even fulfilled the way it, it should have been? So, you know, I think the NST uh, TakeOver Brooklyn will definitely paint the rest of the WWE year for me and how interesting I'm going to be. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a high optimism. That's a, that's a high <laughs> optimism because I yeah, can't so think about the co- future for, for thinking how good NXT will be. Yeah, no, straight up that SummerSlam has no jeopardy on if I'm going to like WWE more or less for the rest of the year. NST definitely has the, 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 the keys to the rest of the year for me. So let me ask you this. NXT Folds is a terrible show. Um, never. Never. I'll put the house on it. You'll put the house on it. I, I'm sorry. I haven't seen an NXT show that's up. <laughs> I haven't seen one yet. Oh, you mean like a live thing or a, a, a weekly thing? Take, a, t- a takeover. Okay. Okay. Haven't seen yeah, I mean, like, honestly... And we, we can we can talk about this later as we move into August, but yeah, I'm thinking about doing another 24 hours in New York, going up and coming right back, saying screw SummerSlam, and then coming right back. <laughs> as much as I want to buy into what SummerSlam is, um, I did it last year with Survivor Series. I went up for a Takeover and stayed an extra day for Survivor Series and said, yeah, I won't do that again. Really? And saying, Survivor Series is trash. And I really? and only because it was in Toronto and I love Toronto. It's a beautiful city and you know uh, the exchange rate is, is beneficial, America. But um yeah. I no. Uh, <laughs> I actually left before the um because I wanted to beat the um uh the crowd to the subway. I I left before Goldberg and Lesnar um got started. And as soon as the bell rang. I hit the bathroom. By the time I got downstairs to the bottom of the Air Canada Center, the match was over. People were come out of the door. I'm like, what happened? And people were pissed. Now that's a different thing. But as far as the show itself goes, it doesn't even it doesn't hold a candle to, to take over Toronto, which had the match of the year, in my opinion, from WWE, the revival versus um, Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano. Not even close. Yeah. So if they can't. Okay. I was just gonna say. So again, we're it's always it is always a thing, right? That you the takeover always overshadows the pay per view. It happens after it. Like it always happens. Mania, SummerSlam, so like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's right. it's that formula that they have, like the the talent and the way that they build the show and the way they build the matches. For some, some reason, it's always so much more intriguing to watch. And you're right. Like I don't know. Like I we don't really have a clear picture now of what's happening with SummerSlam. And I think we have a much more clear picture of what's happening with TakeOver because they've really started to roll out those matches over the last couple of weeks. Right. Um, 
But it, it also, it, it is just, it's going to be the bellwether for the rest of the year for wrestling. It's true. It's going to be the thing that sets out the blueprint for what happens on the bigger, the bigger stages. So it really does make a lot more sense that more of us are going to be invested in TakeOver than, you know, SummerSlam and KO fighting off Shane's weak-ass punches. Maybe he'll jump off a helicopter onto him. We don't know. It could happen, you know, go SummerSlam. Right. So now, so that's kind of the problem, though. If you are a person that's willing to travel for WWE, um, and luckily, uh, we are not terribly far away from Philadelphia and the Rumble, and more importantly, TakeOver Philadelphia will happen in January. Uh, Toronto is an hour and a half flight from here in Washington, so that's not a bad thing to do also. But like Survivor Series is in Houston. That's logistically, uh, it doesn't make sense to fly there for one show. But then again, we did it for Chicago before Backlash. Uh, yes, maybe not. But the idea is that NXT, for some reason, they seem to just get it. Whatever they're doing, they have, and they're making, um, you know, lemons out of beet juice, and they're getting it. And, and I don't know why the WWE. Hmm. And it's only going to get better. Right. So as, as as excited as I am for NXT, and I don't watch it regularly because I don't have the network, I'm I'm convincing myself to stay for SummerSlam, and I'll be in New York, you know, for Takeover. And that's a shame, you know. That's a shame when you have a thirty-year-long you know tradition. It's supposed to be a thing, um, but unless SummerSlam is in like London or Toronto or you know, Vancouver or Mexico City, I don't, like, just based on their current track record last couple years, I can't think of a pay-per-view worth going to for the matches. Now, if you want to go to WrestleMania for the experience, good on you, and you, and you should. But I, I haven't seen a card that made me go, yep, let's book the hotel already. I agree. But, you know, I guess that's somewhat indicative of their... Uh, don't hold your breath. In current state affairs. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I just had one last topic. I, I had one last topic that is totally not related to this. So Whiplash, um, Lana got a lot of you can't wrestle chance the other night. Is that deserved? I heard that. I don't think so. Actually, I'm not. I don't know. What, I'm gonna throw this back to you, Caitlin. I don't think she's doing bad in the ring. I think she's doing okay. She's green, yes, but she's actually doing some good work. Okay. I think she's far, she's far more capable than Eva Marie. Yeah, exactly. That's that, that, that's the cape. That's that's my my uh, comparison for her. And I I think a lot I I think a lot of people their argument against Lana is that she's taking the spot of someone who would be uh more capable. Like why don't you bring up Bill like Billy Kay and Peyton Royce? Why don't you bring up someone from NXT who has been putting in the work and deserves to be there? But you know I think I think Lana serves her own purpose. I think she's she's putting in the work. She's getting better. And I just think a lot of people are arguing that she should go back to NXT and she should be learning and not on you know the big stage on SmackDown. Can't break up America. Right. Well, well number, number one, I'm liking the gear. The gear is definitely better uh, from the initial gear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, number two, the, the question that we've always brought up is should people go back down to NXT? Well, she kind of did because she kind of debuted at WrestleMania and she kind of went back down to NXT. Now she's kind of back on the main roster. So did that work out for well man the crowd reaction yes the gear yes um the music i guess it fares over well it's not worse than uh big cass's music Colin oh Cassidy dude oh, oh god <laughs> Vince McMahon Colin Cassidy has like 
like default like Streets of Rage, uh, <laughs> Sega Genesis heel, eighties heel theme music. And then the whole second half of it is Alistair Black. So you know, shout out to that mixer because he sucked. <laughs> he didn't get that one right. But yeah, Lana, right. I, I don't know. I, I'm 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 going to I'm going to give myself to be patient. Let's just see what happens. I think she's yeah. not hurting me. She's not. She's not hurting my. Eyes. I will say the best thing about her right now is she's making Tamina a little more interesting in my eyes. It's like what's happening with her. Tamina has some purpose, which is better than no purpose. So I. Tamina's always been an X factor or a dark horse to me. I just always thought she got injured at the wrong time. But if you give her a right storyline, I think Tamina could be a very vicious and very good wrestler or a heel champion. Um, and that's why I think she deserves that chance. I don't know when she's going to get it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Naomi and uh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Natalia, Naomi and Natalia are going to do at SummerSlam, and I'm thinking Carmella might be mixed into that as well. Um, yeah. But but it's just very interesting, that, like you said, to change what Tamina's going to do because she is an X factor. She has talent. Yep. I really think, and I don't know if they're a thing, and if they are, then it's you know, it's moot. But Tamina should join the Usos. And they should help her get over. Remember, that's who she came in with, though. Uh, way back when. I don't know what she's doing now because right. I haven't watched SmackDown in a couple months. I mean, but if she's not with the Usos already, she should be. And they should actually be interfering with, you know, women's matches. They should be just raining all kind of hell on the SmackDown roster. Yep. Which then we can bring a face, Naomi, into the picture and go, "What are you guys doing? This is wrong." Blah blah blah. And that can bring an interesting dynamic and set up Naomi versus Tamina later on down the road. But um, and then, of course, you already have um, uh, Carmella with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, Natty, Charlotte and uh, who is it? Becky Lynch don't really need any help inserting themselves to uh, um, that higher level. They're already there. It's you know, they just need to get get the ball for a little bit to run with it. But. You know, it's just that WWE at times seems like they can't walk and chew gum at the same time, and they can only handle one suit, one storyline with three characters, you know, maybe more at a time, and that's really, really unfortunate. And it's the same thing with Raw. Why is Emma physically begging to be on TV? Oh my God, sad. You know, right. you know, Tamina would be really cool if she would have came out with the Usos for the rap battle. That been that been dope. Matter matter of fact. The Usos should always come out with an entourage like that. It fits their gimmicks. It so really does. Much better. It really so much does. better like that. Better than right. the uh, the Rosebuds. <laughs> yeah, way right. better. I think I think they should, and I think that um, especially, it's not, well maybe not come out with them, but backstage, if they you know, walking through the halls backstage and. Next thing you know, the camera just quick cuts and there's 19 dudes behind. Them. <laughs> right, right. I'm with that. <laughs> and somebody gets thrown through a plate glass window. Um, yeah, almost like a scared straight kind of a thing. And yep. that, you know. God, I, I just saw that as the Jabberwockies. Oh, the man. The guys standing behind them. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a dance group. It's a dance group. But yeah, look up like and Shaq danced with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did course, for the All Star game. Yeah. Oh, I've seen the gif in my head. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Yeah, this is all pop culture that I uh, it's probably making me seem pretty old. Uh, Jamal, I was told nope. to throw to you for uh, do we care at this point? Okay. So wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Before wait, we wait. Do that, by the way, hold on, hold on, Kayla. I just want to let you know that do not ever yeah. feel bad for Jamal not knowing 
something because at this point I may not know how old I am considering the things I know. And he'd be like, never heard of that. <laughs> so disregard it. Disregard it. <laughs> I'm not a pop culture guy. I don't well, care. But wait, but wait. Do you have a Mr. Kennedy? Do you care? Um, no. um, Jamal, go, go I, for it. Honestly, I did look yesterday because I knew that I would be out very late uh, hunting Pokemon. And uh, no, he hasn't done anything newsworthy Damn it, Mr. Kennedy. this month. Gotcha. Okay. So hit him up on Twitter, tell him to do something, and I'll find out about it. I send him a link to the podcast. Dude. I we should. talk about you every week. No, we don't. We actually don't. I bring up every time I'm here, I'm bringing up his name. I'm almost sure I could DM okay. him and have him on next week. I'm almost sure. He may he may he may be ready to come on right now. He's so busy with so many different things going on. Like, like um, what? Exactly. Go ahead, Jamal. Let's yeah. go. Exactly. Um, so the first thing is um Braun Strowman got a little egg on his face at the bar. Do we care? Yes. No. Uh, not really. We don't know if it's true or not. Oh, oh. Um, okay. oh well. So, um, Global Force had to cancel, has to cancel the show uh, upcoming. Do you care? No. No. Okay, so that's two. And um, I, this was announced, but I just heard about this today. Uh, there's apparently a big match at, for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Uh, I'm hyped for it. Do we care? Yes. Uh, I only sure. heard one. Sure, why not? So it's going to be Ember Moon versus Asuka on, uh, for NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn. Honestly, I would make that the main event, but I'm biased because this is kind of the matchup that we've been waiting for for so uh, very long. But uh, Regal confirmed it last night on um, NXT, and it will be a, a championship match. I guess the next question is, can, can in Ember Moon beat Asuka should she beat Asuka? And if she does, is this last uh, Asuka's last match in NXT? Asuka will win, but it will still be Asuka's last match on NXT. I think that's the way it should be. Paige did I it. I agree with that. And yeah. yeah, that, that totally um, that totally makes sense. But let me throw this in. Um, Could it be a, a specialty match, like a ladder match or something, or just a traditional no. championship match? No, just let him go. Okay. Um, just absolutely let him go. And they can because we know they can do the work. Yep. This is the match that should have happened a couple months ago, but Oscar um, physically threw Ember Moon through like the ring barrier and separated her shoulder. Right. So that's why she had to sit out for um, um, uh, Takeover Chicago. Okay, that was supposed to be a four way, and then Ember Moon got hurt before that. Um, but yeah, needless to say, yeah, that was. Uh, it's going to happen at TakeOver, which is fine. And I'm very okay with that. And that's that's what I want to see. Oh, one last thing. One last thing. So WWE 2K18 um, is coming yeah. out, uh, as it does every year. And it's been the same game since 2007, but that's a different problem. <laughs> the Collector's Edition. Do we care? Actually, yes, because I haven't heard about the Collector's Edition yet. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how bad it will be. Uh, I... I... I I shouldn't care because I don't have a video game system, but I do care because I like seeing little toys and fun stuff. And I have seen the split the special edition box. It looks like, and it looks pretty cool. So, right. <laughs> so WWE 2K18, the collector's edition, which is hundred and fifty dollars. Um, wow. Right. 
Uh, it will have John Cena's exclusive uh, Mattel action figure. It is the WWE 2K15 Cena Nuff Edition. <laughs> God damn it. Not, already not good. I hate puns. Um, it includes the deluxe edition, the season, the uh, season pass, two uh, skins for um, Batista from uh, not Batista, John Cena, um, a commemorative plaque with a piece of the rematch from his Royal Rumble run, his 16th championship. Um, it does have something from Batista on it, I thought. Um, yeah, you get to play as uh, Batista and RVD. Um, uh, Steelbox version, and it comes out October 17th. Now, here's the thing. They're basically doing the John Cena, this is your life segments, and he's been saying recently that he doesn't know how long he's going to have left, even though this Ooh. time last year, he said that he'll never leave and die in the ring. Go figure. I guess. Go figure. <laughs> right. And now that we see that he's doing, you know, uh, American Gladiators in the Mud on Fox, um, will this be John Cena's last year either end of this calendar year or 2018 in the next 18 months will Cena retire no i think he, he's already i believe 47. i think he'll finish that year 2020. well i don't know how long this contract is for that could oh, have, that some, could have um, some implications on it implications on it but he's definitely doing more movies he's definitely doing more tv shows you know, and he's definitely getting like the swan songs. He's won the 16 championships. He's done almost everything that you could want to do. Yep. Uh, like it or not, but um, yeah, this this could be the beginning of the beginning of the end for John Cena. Is that a panic move for WWE to figure out something to replace him? Well, that's a topic that we'll have to, you know, that we can probably you know, discuss next week. But, the, but the, this is the question: losing John Cena, it leaves a tremendous hole, an absolutely tremendously big hole in the uh, WWE marketplace. Mm -hmm. He's so important to them that he's a free agent because they can just insert him wherever they need him when ratings start to dip. Yep. So that's you know a problem, and unfortunately for WWE. There isn't anybody on that level to pass the torch to. Yep. Roman Reigns is not there. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins was never there. AJ Styles is fifty years old ish. Some, yeah. he's, he's old. He's somewhere around there. He's, he's not going to be there. He ain't no spring chicken. Yeah, he's not. He's a he's a he's he's a gamey chicken, but he's a, uh, definitely an old ass chicken. <laughs> right. So we don't we don't we don't have the Undertaker anymore. So you know. Thank God, because he he just wouldn't go away. No. Um, I hate I hate the <laughs> but. But you know, so like, what do you, who do you feel that hole with, um, with John Cena? And honestly, I think this is why NXT is more important than ever. I think that they need to, you know, get away from the current WWE style sooner than later, and switch to closer to what NXT is doing, um, and bring that to the main roster instead of conforming NXT stars to the main roster. Uh. I know that WWE is for the kids, but uh, those kids will eventually age out of the target demographic. Will they come back when they do? Yeah. That's another problem that they continue to have as well. So, you know, yeah, you it'll, know, be, it'll be an, an interesting couple of years. You only you, you only have to look at 47-year-old John Cena wearing jorts and neon t-shirts and ball caps to realize that, you know, people do age. We do age out of things, and that should be allowed. 
it should be allowed right. to pass the torch on to somebody else. And right. you know, I, I do. I think he's going to get his uh, what is seventeenth heavyweight title. Okay, he'll get his his record breaking belt. He'll have his run. I think he's gone by next year. I, I do, and I think he's going to move on to movies and you know he, all the stuff he does really well. Like, he's so talented, um, right. and you know, good on him. And I, I am also curious to see if we're going to get plunged into the same period that we got into after like the Rock and Stone Cold all left. And oh, we I was just about to say that. Are we going to get back to that that void years? Are we going back to the dark ages when that happens? Because there is there's nobody to fill that vacuum yet. So the Spike TV era. Oh yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see how that goes. I guess. Well, I mean, it, it it will be interesting, but but this is the problem because I didn't watch back then. I was watching Ring of Honor, yeah. and yeah, I didn't watch it. Unlike right, and unlike that that time then and now, the internet has brought just an explosion of wrestling content. Where if WWE cannot afford to you know regress to that time period between '99 and '04, where nothing really happened, so. Because the internet will eat them alive. I mean, if, if they go back to that time period where we'll just make it. And it seems like they're starting to get into that as we don't know what's happening for SummerSlam. Yep. And it's just kind of, they're just kind of going through the motions, it seems, until next WrestleMania. Wrestle Circus is on Twitch, and, you know, the indies are as more as popular as ever. Uh, the, con- the competition is there. And the unfortunate thing for WWE is it's not big enough to just squash. It's not one giant like Ted Turner. It's a exactly. thousand little ants. You yep. can't kill them all. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And they're slowly eating. They're like termites. They're slowly eating away at WWE. And WWE can raid and they can, uh, you know, infiltrate and everything like that. But for every Pete Dunn, three more has already taken his place in England. For every Adam Cole, they're already bringing in guys like Punishment Martinez and Ring of Honor, who's better than Baron Corbin ever will be. So they, uh, I really hope that they get it together because they are the biggest game in town. I really would see, hate to see them be worse than they are. Yeah. If it's even possible. Yep. Yeah, it's like progress is coming for them, not not the promotion, just progress in general. Well, they have a deal with progress, so that's that's, that's probably that's, the yeah. I was like, that's a bad choice of words on my part. I should have thought of something yeah. else to say. Yeah. So that was do we care for this week? Awesome. Well, well all right. Uh, it's two. J- oh, about uh, say, are you back at the two? James? Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm just in it, but no, no, no. You can take it out, Marcellus oh. or Jamal. Uh, Jamal, you want to do it? You want me to do it? Uh. Yeah, all right, I, I got it. Okay. I got it. So uh, yeah, uh, this is this is good. I've made it home after a successful day of hunter and hunting and gathering Pokemon. That was a good job, uh, DC. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I might, I might have to go like from the Capitol to the um, White House and stuff like that next time. Um, but yeah, so this has been the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm Jamal. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Giant Crab, Crab with a K. Uh, Caitlin, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, I will be. Uh, I'll be and- around. Yeah, uh, you know, two chains is over there in Atlanta. Uh, you have to check out the varsity if you don't do anything else. But um, so we'll see him. Hopefully, uh, he makes it. Be safe in Atlanta too. Oh, you know, for sure, for pretty. sure, for sure. Street lights is off, man. Go home. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and Mr. Shelly Sellers, we'll see you next week too. Yes, sir. With Kennedy. Oh God. Okay. So with or without Mr. Kennedy, <laughs> this has been the Big Old Bad Wrestling Podcast. We we'll see you next week. We out.
Bye.